This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Homestead Radio. My name is Chris Hamling and I'm your host once again as Palace continue to make history the bad kind of history. Tonight we look back at a 4 0 defeat at Old Trafford at the hands of Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. Injuries have made a side lacking confidence, a side also lacking top division class, as once again the Eagles were outclassed by a top team who never had to find top gear. We'll look back at the game and pinpoint the areas that cost us, as well as discuss the short and long time future of the club. We also want to hear from you too, so head to holradio.net forward slash contact to find out how to get in touch. I'll introduce you to the panel after this short interlude. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia Homophobia. doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, we are then. Uh, first of all, just a quick nod to the fact that I'll probably sound different this week um, due to, let's just say, Microsoft being scum. Um, they have updated my laptop. Uh, it's just taken hours, hours and hours and hours. But there we go. Uh, so, yeah, new technology for me. And we've also got weird sounding people in the panel. We've got Joe, who's got a cold. Hello, Joe. Hello. <laughs> that, that noise, please ignore. Um, and we've also got Albert, who's got a cold. Hello. Hello. And we've got Ed. Ed, how are you? I haven't really had a chance to speak to you because you were late. Ed, who's uh, out in the cold. Uh, I'm all right. I am uh, definitely not hungover and fell asleep for a little bit. No? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. Not what happened. There we go. Well, that is my enthusiastic panel to go with, you know, what's going to be an enthusiastic show. As we celebrate seven <laughs> defeats in a row, no goals, being the worst team in well, you know, worst team in the league, obviously, but the, you know, everyone else in Europe has scored in all divisions. We're just, we're just setting all kinds of records right now, and it's obviously a very, very depressing time to be a Palace fan. But you know, let's see if we can't put some sort of spin on this and you know look no. at some positives as well. No, don't want to. No, no, no. no I'm not saying um, I don't want to. I just don't think we can. <laughs> well, I'm damn well gonna try. Um, but let's let's get into talking about the game. It was four 0 to Man United, it's uh, you know, it's a result that many 
predicted, a kind of performance that many predicted that would be fairly abject and fairly difficult. And when the, the team lineups came in, you kind of feared the worst. We had Scott Dan out injured, Tompkins out injured, Fossu Mensa couldn't play because it was his you know, parent uh, club. He's out on loan from United. So immediately that's three players that probably, you know, at least two would have been in the starting lineup. Um, and the defence, you know, we had Ward back in at right back, Delaney at centre back um, alongside Sacco, and then obviously Patrick Van out on the left. And, you know, as a back four in front of a keeper in Wayne Hennessy, it doesn't really fill you with confidence to uh, to keep goals out. And as it turned and turned out, um, we were right not to be confident. But the system itself kind of looked okay. We had, to, we had a back four with a keeper there, and obviously. Luca was was asked to screen the defence on his own, where with Brian um, Punch and kind of playing just ahead of him. Um, Townsend on the right hand side, Schlupp on the left, with obviously Bakary Sacco trying to repeat his heroics against Huddersfield in the cup, uh, and didn't quite manage it playing up front. But um, yeah, the deficiencies in the squad were pretty pretty clear there, weren't they, Joe? You know, you, you see that line up, and um, you know you kind of fear the worst. Well. Fear the worst. Didn't get the worst though. I thought it would be uh, could have been a lot more. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start on this. Well, I think the the thing I want to, I mean, obviously the, the the sort of talking point of late has been the the lack of striking options and the kind of you know the cruel blow of kind of playing it, taking that risk and saying, well, you know, Benteke's going to start every week anyway, so you know, what's the big deal? Well. Oh, there we go. We've seen the big deal. You know, that's how, that's how we play without him. Um, so I suppose the, the the question really is, was it right to play Sacco? Or, or when you saw Freddie Ladapa off the bench, should maybe we have started with him? What do you think? Um, I, I would have started with Ladapo myself. I, I really would. Even though Sacco looks all right against Huddersfield, um, I still would have... I still would have just started him. I mean, it just, just did. We were on a hard into nothing. It was, you know, it was almost a free it to have a go at these guys, um, and to give him ninety minutes would have, you know, would would be would have been fantastic for him. Um, I don't know what he ended up getting anyway. Was it ten at the end, twelve? Yeah, about um, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it, it was he's on a hard into nothing, and if he don't come on and score one or try and get us in the game, then he's rubbish, you know. So. But yeah, you know, luckily Putin didn't go after him. They'd gone after everyone else. Um, but but yeah, it's yeah. Shame, really. And we'll we'll get into that because there were a lot of players, and um, you know it's rare that I think Shearer's made some fair comments on match today. But I thought he was very fair with what he said this week, and um, I'll talk about that in just a moment. But um, just going back to that lineup, give give you guys a. We haven't heard from from you for a while on the review show, Ed, um, and you've you've made it just. In the next so. Time. I mean, I've given you the lineup. What else can Hodgson do in that situation? Because let's face it, he's taking stick, and mainly from the media. I don't think too many fans are out to get him yet, although I've seen some. But what else is he going to do in the situation that he's been given? I mean, his options are limited, aren't they? Unfortunately, that Loftus Sheik seems to be a little bit injury prone and picking up a few knocks and stuff is obviously a big miss. Fossu Mensa can't play against United, obviously. Dan has. I think he picked up an injury the day before. I mean, like very limited options. And if you go into Old Trafford with Delaney, now what age is he? 
like starting at centre back with Joel Ward in the form that he has been in and Kit Kat fingers in goal, then you are struggling to begin. <laughs> Kit Kat. <laughs> Excellent. You are you're struggling. He, he needs a off. break. Hey, to be to be fair, Delaney didn't do that bad. No, he didn't. He, no, no. I thought he did all right. No, but, but, but he's I still he's still as, as I suppose you're getting to that point, Ed. He's you know at, at his age, he's he's not Premier League quality anymore. No, and you're asking him to go and mark Lukaku, who is just the guy's a beast, isn't he? And he's just tearing defenses up, and we're going to Old Trafford with that back four and that goalie, and with you know, Likelihood that we're going to struggle to score goals. If you're going with a defence like that and the goalkeeper, then I mean you are on a hide into nothing already. I think, and he didn't have a great deal of options. I personally would have probably started Riedewald ahead of Punchin. Punchin, you're going to United to try and sort of frustrate them and stuff, and obviously sit quite deep. I think Punchin doesn't give you a great deal defensively and recently hasn't given us a great deal going forward either so I probably would have started with Reed of Al just a little bit more defensive and have two sat in front of the back four screening well he, he obviously he came off the bench and he looked oh, we actually looked a much better team the second he was on the pitch because he you know not only does he see a pass quickly but he moves you know and that, that I think and this this was where you can see just how low in confidence we are as a team because the movement has gone completely and that's that's both ways up the pitch that's tracking back as well as moving around for looking for a pass trying to get on the ball lots of players hiding lots of players just going through the motions and trying to trying to keep a position and they're, they're almost focusing so much on keeping their shape that they're not thinking about actually playing the game actually trying to uh, uh you know affect the match but you know Riedervald's come off the bench and he's he's putting effort in um, and he's got a bit of class about him, so I think that's a good shout. Um, bring you in on this, Al. But anyway, any, um, obviously we've had the suggestion that Riedervall could have played ahead of Punchin, in spite of Punchin being a captain. Uh, any other changes that you think that Roy could have made? Anything he could have done differently? Uh, Jordan, much no. Um, just looking at you know the subs, <laughs> we're you know we're limited on with, with regards to like you say, possibly meant uh, suspensions, injuries, whatever you want to call it, but. I think the only the only other option you've got is you know Martin Kelly could either come in for Ward or for uh, Damo, but it's not going to revolutionise the team, is it? Really, it's on the flip of a coin. So I I can't I can't knock Roy for the team he's played because he's been dealt a pretty shitty hand. Well, when you look at you bring up the subs bench, when you look at it, it's Baroni, Lee, MacArthur, Ladapo, Much, Kelly, and Riedervald. So. Um, you know, arguably, when you're talking about uh, obviously options being low there, but that's pretty much all the senior players. Again, there's no youth on there. There's no, you know, Ladapo L- is 24, coming on 25, I think. You know, yeah, okay, he has not got a lot of league experience, but you know, this is not a young kid we're talking about. It's a, we're talking about a, a player we've taken a punt on who drifted out into non-league. Who you know we're trying to train up and get to a, to whatever level he gets to. It's sort of like with Quasia Pyre and people like that, where we've we train them up, see where they get to, and potentially let them let them go with a sell-on fee. I don't think the signing of Freddie Ladapo was ever meant to be an option in the Premier League, and I think people need to, to sort of recognise that a little bit as well. Although I'm all for for 
putting a striker where a striker should be instead of picking Sacco there. Um, so sort of, you know, sort of both sides of it. But, you know, the, the early signs where we had, you know, Lokillo involved, I think Kirby was away on um, England under-17 duty, so I don't think he could have played. But you, we've, we've got, you know, a couple of players that have had a taste, Levi Lemecca as well, uh, who, who maybe, you know, again, it's it's old Trafford, throw them on there, that little dream. Maybe they'll get us that goal and something like that. And, and that's the only criticism I could possibly have of Roy, and it's, and it's harsh if I'm being critical like that, I think. You know, so I, I kind of wanted to bring that up in terms of, because Roy's getting a lot of stick from the media. You know, there's a lot of, you know, pictures of him with his head in his hands and all that sort of stuff. Uh, pretty much as they did with England, the press are kind of taking him apart. Only the media. Re- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the but fans. Not the fans at all. Well, no, there's, there's been a handful, and that's because a handful of fans are influenced by the media, aren't they? So, but, um, but in general, I think it's it's a real shame to see anyone blaming him, even if it is the media themselves. So, and I suppose and this this goes on to a point I'll make later, which is these aren't really you know when you look at when he came in, it's a horrible time to come in. The only game you're hoping he gets anything out of is the Southampton game because you're hoping for that little bit of the new manager bounce. Maybe we get a point, maybe we get it. When we didn't, and he's on a and you know you used the phrase earlier, Joe, hiding into nothing. He is on a hiding into nothing in these games, isn't he? And it's not going to get any easier next week. Me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I did say jail, but I kind of, you know, used to, yeah, yeah, go on, <laughs> Albert. Ah, oh, well, you know, I think I think the best thing we can hope for, and you know, you did say you wanted us to try and put a positive spin on it, so I'm going to give it a go. Is that, you know, check again hide, next week is another hide into nothing, and then after that we can play Fossu Mensa. Obviously, I'm assuming even Loftus Cheek is fit next week. He can't play for the same reasons as. Fossey Mensa this week, you know, you like to think that by the time that the next wave of games comes around and you can throw the international break into that as well, you know, hopefully Roy's got a few more options and potentially a better idea of the best way to try and sort of dig us out of it. I'm not saying that we can expect a miracle and we're going to start turning people over 2-3-0. You know, I'll take, I'll, take a, I'll take a 2-1 loss just to score a goal. Um, but, you know, so we've got we've got we've got Liverpool, City, United, all away, and we're getting a, a Chelsea fixture out of the way. You'd like to think the runner games after that might be slightly more forgiving. I'm not going to use the word easy. No, no. But again, the, the trouble is, is you can kind of you, you're right. We've got we've got a lot of the toughest games of the season out of the way already. That, that is a good positive spin. But then you look at Huddersfield at home and think. Yeah, okay, that's, you know, and, and even Burnley at home where Burnley didn't travel particularly well last season and, and you kind of, early on, you're thinking that's that's an opportunity there as well. And it's those two games that really have been damaging because, you know, if, if you looked at that run, if, you, you know, up, up to these first, well, the first eight games and you had six points because you you'd won those two, you know, things are a, a lot more comfortable than they are right now. So, look, but it isn't, we're, you know, we are where we are. Um Talking of, um, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the goals, do a bit of analysis um, of those, because I think it shows you a lot about what's wrong with the team at the moment. And it's not just about not having the players available. Um, it's about the decisions that are being made by the players. Now, Jill, I know you've got some notes on these, as have I. Um, so I'll let you take us through the first goal. What did you think about that? Bear in mind how early it is and how crucial it is. OK, all right then. So 
I mean, listen, I, I'm going to tell I put my hands up. It's the first time, apart from the interview that myself and Nick did with High Money, that I've I've literally done two A4 pages of notes. I've never done just usually not, not wing it, but you just I, I'm I'm so critical of of some of these players. So Rashford skins Ward, and with one pass, he takes that six of our players. So he's a gone pass Ward. He's one. The pass then takes that six. So that's seven of our players gone. Matter when Matter gets the ball, he's basically on the penalty spot. PVA is watching. He's ball watching. He's not going to the ball, trying to attack it with his right foot or anybody. So by standing there, he gives Matter the space to literally pick his spot. I mean, it was, it, it was just. It was absolutely scandalous. And the worst part about this, had it not gone to matter, there were two other players on the edge of the area, quite literally on the edge of the area, with no one anywhere, would have been anywhere within 10 yards. I mean, that, and, and that's just absolutely schoolboy. The six players that got that went to, I mean, when Rashford skins walled, Sacco goes to try and cover him. He then takes Sacco out with a the pass. There's nothing Sacco can do. But with that pass, all those players are this side of the goal. They're, they are they are ward side of the goal. It leaves. The, I mean, seriously, look at the, the, the highlights on YouTube and look at where our players were and where their players were when Mata hits the ball. It is school kid. And I mean six-year-old like a load of people kids running towards the ball it's dreadful it's absolutely dreadful i'll make you spot on there joe that's what i was referring to earlier when i talked about players so focused on playing their position that they're not playing the game there so they're marking spaces not men they're they're not following the actual flow of the game they're just trying to keep a shape and whilst that's really important um, you know, in, in a struggling side to keep a shape, to know, you know, you've got to actually play <laughs> what's in front of you as well. So, I mean, I, I had very similar on that. Um, and, but obviously, for me, there were there were two really important parts. That that the first has got to be Joel Ward, and and I'm sorry we we dig him out every week, and playing like this is going to happen every week, unfortunately, because you know Rashford has done well, and he's a good player. He's get you know he's got better this this start of this season than he, than he was last year really really talented boy but Ward has absolutely sold himself you know if, if you as a fullback he is very very poor and always has been at stopping across but if you look at the movement he's, he's showing he's trying to show him inside right it's just a little chop of the ball that's just taken him round him. And, and Ward is just floundering. His, his body weight's taken him completely the wrong direction. It's actually embarrassing to watch. And there's a couple of occasions that's, that's happened in the game that, you know, not just to Ward, to other players as well, where you're not talking about breathtaking skill. You're just talking about a chop. Now, it's a good move. It's, you know, it's difficult to do. I'll probably break my knee trying to do it. Um, but, but it's you know, at Premier League level, you cannot have someone like, like Ward being caught out like that, but, but okay, he's but God, yeah. you. You're saying you're saying that. Just, just take it on the on, flip it on its head, so that Wolf does that. Wolf goes down the right hand side, skins the tries to skin the left back. What happens versus Wolf? Teams they double, treble up on him. We yeah. don't do that. Add 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 uh, anyone down the right hand side tried to help Joe Ward, then then the outcome may have been different. 
I mean, you're up, well, you're up against. I mean, he's a, you know he is genuinely an England forward. In fact, every single you know this is you're playing against the Champions League side here. No matter who they put out that side, every single one of those players plays in the Champions League. So again, it's you know we're playing against the Champions League quality side, but we don't double up. We we are so so lazy. It's, it's yeah. dreadful. Kabai is doing nothing there. You've got you, the next the next two nearest Palace players are Townsend and and Kabai, and Townsend's probably covering the pass back up the line to Ashley Young, who's you know left back behind Rashford, and then you've got Kabai, who's sort of you know. If, if he wanted to, he, he could he could take sort of five steps forward and double up on Rashford. If only if only to think one step ahead that Joel Ward is uh, likely to get uh, skinned, which you know, like you say, we've all seen it week in week out. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't do anything. And then the moment the mm-hmm. moment Rashford's away from Ward, Kabai's like in no man's land. He, he's, he might, literally might as well sit down on the floor. <laughs> That's exactly with Kabai, the that no man's land. That's exactly where he is. He either needs to come and double up and do it, or he needs to be or stand on someone, or like sort of in that mark that space five yards sort of closer to our goal. So if the Joe Ward does get skinned, he doesn't have a clear run to goal, or if there's a clever one-two played with one of the United players, he cuts off the run that Rashford makes to go and get the ball back. Yeah, but exactly. he's doing he's doing neither of neither of those things. Is so that Kabai's job or is it was that Townsend's job? Well, Townsend's covering the ball up the line. You know, he's he's he can see Ashley Young over his shoulder. All right, a, a tame ball back to Ashley Young isn't going to create a chance, but at least you can say that Townsend's moderately aware of of another player that could potentially get the ball. You know, Kabai's Kabai's doing nothing. He's literally doing nothing. For yeah, the well, last year. But yeah, like, I, I I struggle with. I, I do get what you mean, and, and you know, there's several occasions during the course of the, the game where. You know, Kabai hasn't chased back after losing possession, or you know, it's kind of just. He's not the only one. In fact, pretty much every player. You know, there's probably about three or four maybe in the whole team who haven't who haven't ever stopped running or given you know or, or given up the chase or whatever. But Kabai is very been very much like that. He's he's let things go too often. And you're right, he could have helped out over there. But my my only question of that is, I think I personally think that Townsend. Should be the one covering Ward. That's his job, and and you don't you're not marking man for man out on that wing. You're you're dealing with the situation, as Joe quite rightly points out. When Wilf's out there, you get two on him. It's very rarely you're going to see you know your your midfielder come back and help out there. It'll be, it'll usually be the two wide players that come back together. So, but again, there's there's obviously got to, the point. The point being, there's got to be a way of coping now. Ward has got to do the basics of defending right there. He really has, uh, in, in my view. Uh, go on, Joe. Last bit on this before we talk about the next next bit. I, I mean, I'm just I'm just reading in in the chat, um, and, and people are saying, you know, firstly that Kabai's legs gone and he's lazy. Um, Rashford versus Ward was never a was never a contest anyway, which is true. But before we even went there, this was always always going to be always has been, and it always will be when we go to Old Trafford. Um, it's always going to be attacks versus defence. So you you have to work harder. The, the, the defenders have to work harder. It's just, it's as simple as that. And if it means that everybody yesterday was a defender, which which we it basically was, then then the the, the mere fact is, you know, as I'm as I will pick through all four of the goals, it it, it didn't happen. It, it quite literally did not happen. Yeah, I mean, I 
got to ask, and again, we will be talking probably a lot about Wayne Hennessy today. I've got to ask about his positioning for that for that strike as well. I kind of I'm, I'm trying to watch why he's moved to the near post. I think it's because he, he's expecting a touch before it finds its way to matter. But really, you know, again, it's it's not. No, it's not it's like a, it's, it's not, a free it, mate. You could, he, he, he ain't got a chance from near. Uh, yeah, but what I'm getting at is if it. If he if he hits if Matter hit that Matter hits it in the top corner right something like that you know yeah he's never getting there but it's actually as far as the strike goes it's actually way too near the centre of the goal really realistically you know it's, what I'm getting at is a sort of thing that up the other end we'd hit it and there'd be a keeper there saving it um, and again for potentially justifiable reasons you might you might agree or disagree I think he's poorly positioned. Um, but again, we've we've got someone taking a strike at goal, and, and you may as well not have a goalkeeper. Again, um, like I say, you might think it, it was not his fault. I I happen to think he was in the wrong, well, very badly positioned, um, and that that doesn't even get us started on the uh, on the day that he had. Which I will again, right up front, made two really really good saves, but completely meaningless if you close your eyes when you get a shot taken at you but anyway let's talk about that a bit later in, in defense of Hennessy on that first goal I think I think you can make the excuse for him that considering how easily our players seem to get skinned by players like Marcus Rashford I think once Rashford starts encroaching into our area Hennessy's probably worried that he's going to skin the next attacking player and get a shot away so he's gone to cover his near post um but that's me that's me giving him benefit of the doubt you yeah, just no, no. You've, you've just put the boot in I the boot have, of and, doubt in. I have, and I, and, I feel, and I do feel like doing that today a little bit because it, because it was very very poor. Um, okay, let's let's go to goal number two, Jill. I'll, I'll start us off, and then you can uh, you can add your your analysis um, to to that. Although you're probably your notes are probably quicker to find than mine because <laughs> I uh, yeah I was going to actually mention that we actually did all right after the first goal. Um, and we actually had a, a shot on target from Bakary Sacco from the left-hand side, saved by uh, De Gea, which was, um, you know, it was nice, nice to see that. And we played a little bit of, little bit of football, which was good, and kind of got just as our confidence was coming up. Um, goal number two happened, so all that good work totally undone. And my note is, it's a cross from Young to the back post, and nobody has followed the same. Six foot five inch guy with a massive afro um, and just watched him run to the back post. The ball's there to be taken if you're a brave goalkeeper because it's dropped on his head at the back post. It's, it's along the line of the six yard box as it passes the goalkeeper. Probably, I would say the fault is more with the centre backs who are just standing on that line and not really getting to it. Everyone's kind of on their heels. No one's watching the players again. Easy header at the back post. 2 0. Game is dead and buried gel. Okay, so the cross basically takes out Delaney and Sacco. So it ends up with three of their players versus two of our players. Um, you've got uh, Lukaku, who's mid-air going for the header, misses it. And one pace in front of him, in between um, PVA, and they're just a completely jogging punching um, Waltz's uh, uh, Fellaini, who who quite literally volleys it in with side foot volleys it in from five feet away. That goalkeeper hasn't come for it. I mean, and that goal is completely, absolutely, completely, and utterly his fault. Absolutely, 
I mean, I want to blame Punchin for, for thinking that the ball, everyone's missed it and he's just going to let it go and it doesn't even get to him. But that's, that's, that's taking the easy way out. Listen, he, he has no bravery. When you're a goalkeeper, the only thing I'm trying to, trying to think of who, who the really good goalkeepers in the past, Peter Schmeichel, when he come out, just Google Peter Schmeichel coming out at anybody. Makes it, he just jumps in the air as a star. Look at his son. Jumps in the air as a star. Tries to put you off. If he jumps up in the air and goes to grab the ball, makes an effort in grabbing the ball, Lukaku or Fellaini or Punchin or PVA is going to do the goalkeeper in that melee. If he screams like every single other player, you get a free kick. If that goal does not stand. How would that sound, Joe? Just for what a, <laughs> a, a, a feeble seven-foot Welshman squealing. Come on, this is like, like a sheep. I'm just, I'm just can't believe. Listen, when you're a goalkeeper, you're also a defender. We don't play a sweeper system, so he is, a, he is basically a sweeper. He does, he 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 instills zero confidence, obviously, in his players, in his teammates, in his friends, and he instills. It, just completely negative com- confidence on the on the on the on, on the terraces. And, listen, I, I, up until up until this season, I, I always try. You know, I think it's the hardest position to be the goalkeeper because all the other players they have a bad game. They can run away from it. They can get in, stand in the middle of the pitch. They can't hit the cat calls. But NSE is getting stick from everybody. He's just he is. He needs a break. I mean, we we could not do any worse if we played Jules. How old is he? Forty. 39-40, we could not do any worse to play him. At, at, at least you know that he would come out and wear a boot or an elbow. He's proved it before. Got a fractured cheek off of Dawson, and Dawson deliberately done him. Yeah, but he didn't blow up, so the goal yesterday would have still stood. Well, yeah, but well, it wouldn't because he didn't, you know, he, he didn't have the nuts to come out for it. I'm right, just, um... I'm just, I, I just can only be completely critical of him. It's, it's his fault. It, he has to be more commanding. He has zero commanding of his, of his box. Well, you know, it's a criticism that's been. I know John Burridge on Twitter says the same thing about oh. him quite often. It's just says he's just not brave. It's just there's no personality there. It's just it's very, you know, he's kind of like goalkeeping by numbers, but doesn't really doesn't have a personality. It's just you know, um, Ed, you want to come in on this? Yes, uh, there's a, a lot wrong with that the second goal. I think a lot of the blame can be put at Hennessy's door, but I think you are letting punching off the hook a bit by saying it's entirely Wayne Hennessy's fault. Like that, the way Fellaini just goes in, not what punching's just ball watching. Not once does he appear to have a, a, a little look around to be aware that Fellaini, the, like you said, the six foot whatever he is guy with an afro, is just creeping in at the back post, completely unaware. He, he must just, be seven foot with his hair. He just. Jogs into our penalty area, past I think, um, Punchin and another player up the back stick. In, in uh, between PVA and Punchin, he was. Yeah, and he just no one has a little look. You've got to, as a defender if when you the ball's out wide, you've got to be looking around, be aware of who's in your zone that you're responsible for. But if, if you if you freeze watching. frame, if you freeze frame that, I, I mean I've done it, and like I said I, I only did it just to be purely critical because people think I go after people like punching. Well, I do go after punching because he deserves it, and, and I'm going <laughs> after the goalkeeper because he completely deserves it. But if you, if you freeze frame that when when Fellaini is actually the ball's about to hit his foot, our goalkeeper is less than three feet off his line, right? As our our punching, he's got his hands out. 
as if he's going to let the ball run. PVA is completely. He's, 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 I don't know what he's doing. He's come unstuck. But, but in between the two of that, two of our players is Lukaku, who scored ten this season, and and Fellaini, who, like you say, must be seven foot in it with his afro, who scored four. So it's fourteen goals already. The fourth, there were fourteen goals in two. But you would think someone would be tracking them. We're not doing that. I think we've got. Have we gone zonal? Have we gone literally zonal marking on everything that we're doing? I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> well, that was my, the, the thing under. Um... De Boer, which which scared me straight away was that we went went zonal marking. I don't think Hudson is known for zonal marking, but again, I, I would say the players currently are marking spaces instead of players. So you could say we have kept the zonal. I I, I couldn't tell you a hundred percent because it's difficult when you're watching a failing team because they could they you know we could well will be asking them to pick players up and they're not doing it. Um, it's, it's very very difficult to call Albert. I think. I mean, to be fair, even if Punchin did notice Fellaini coming in, he'd only appointed at him anyway. It's not like he'd have done anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. Oh, um, yeah. I, just, I just want to quickly uh, address. We've got had a few, a few tweets in, so I want to quickly address a couple of points on there. Um, so uh, we'll, come to, we'll come to Shane in a minute. Uh, Billy Kemp has, come, uh, has said that. Um, imagine if we'd actually upgraded the squad you guys wouldn't even be mentioning Hennessy, Ward, Delaney and Sacco I think that's a very very fair point um, you know, we, we can all dream we can all dream uh, Brummy Eagles uh, chimed in he's got Ward and Hennessy have no fight they're cowards Ward should have kicked Ratchford first half he's weak Hennessy is the same and whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I have to say um, you know I do sort of miss the days where where uh, we had players that would would really just put someone down, you know, when they were, you know, when they were sort of taking the piss. If you if you watch what happened later on with Townsend getting nutmegged, uh, I think it was Marshall that did it. Oh. Just, his reaction yeah. was like, oh, just career ending, wasn't it? And, and yeah, and you're like, well, look, mate, yes, you've been done there, but don't don't take that man up. Did you see don't what he walk did? Though? Off. Did you see what he did when he put his hands on his head? Like a double face palm. Did yeah, you? Did, yeah. Have you not seen it? Have a look at I, it. I, I know I have. I have seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's dreadful. Like you say, he's got done, and then That's he stood I mean. there as if to say, like it, like a training game. You know, there's. Do you imagine? You can go back. You can pick any number of of players over the years, but you know, two that spring to mind that I would love to see what would happen if that had happened to them were would be Jeff Thomas or Michael Hughes, someone like that. You did that to them. Would they walk off with their head in their hands? Or, yeah, but that's yeah, but that's different. Because you know I mean? Michael Hughes would have put Rashford into into row C <laughs> on about fifteen seconds, so that first goal wouldn't have happened. He would have got a yellow card, but he, that, that's exactly what would have happened. And you know, Eric Young would have punched Fellaini, so he would have been done. <laughs> Someone else would have just grabbed hold of of Lukaku, stopped him running. But then you've got to take care of Mkhitaryan, Mata. No one can even see Mata; he's that small. That might be why he scored. Yeah. <laughs> but I look at this, Joe, and I, I know I'm sort of half joking, but there's there's a serious point in here as well. I, you know, as as a, as a Palace fan who goes to many many games, you know, I love the love it when we're we're in the crowd where we're cheering people putting a decent tackle in. You know what I mean? I can't remember the last time I did that. We used to, we used to, when we were getting beaten by teams when we we're rubbish. We at least used to get to cheer some great challenges, but we don't even get that anymore. 
But Dwight Gale did that we twice just... against West Ham a couple of years ago and got sent off. Yeah, got sent off. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, what I mean, it's. I just want to see some fight. I think a lot of people want to, are the same. Not everyone wants to be negative. There's plenty of people out there who right now have just lost the fucking plot. Oh, I've sworn. Sorry, apologies. I've just lost the plot with watching Palace right now. You know, and and I get it. I do understand it. You know, and and, and we've got people like Shane tweeting in telling us we're talking rubbish tonight and he wants par- more than a handful of fans parish more than a handful of fans want parish out the club won't move forward and him running it wake up well cheers for that shane i mean we might we we're not doing a phone-in show today because it's a review show but some we might well be doing some specific phone-in shows does, shane have the money? does he have the money to buy parish out i think, he, I think he does but i just want I'm, I'm not saying Good. it to be smug i'm not saying it to be smug but what's the alternative you know you're not putting out an alternative there parish out parish out and what and what someone just, else in you know what I mean some yeah some, someone else in the king is dead yeah long, long live, live the king live the king it's I mean it's moronic and I'm sorry Shane I know you're entitled to an opinion you absolutely are but but you've got to give more than that you know what I mean you've got to give more than that I, I've not seen anyone I mean not only do you know you you are taking a huge jump with with understanding what behind goes on behind the scenes at the club, that's fine. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to look at the information that's out there and available to you and make your choice or whatever. But you can't just say perish out and not and not give us anything else because I'm not going to invite you onto the show to debate with us if that's the sum total of your comment. Because what what am I going to get from that? I, I'm going to go. No, I don't agree with you. Yeah, you wake up. I don't, I don't agree with you, mate. So Chris, listen, Chris, take a deep yeah. breath. Oh, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. Take a deep Albert. breath and I'll talk about the third goal. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Albert, what do you know about the third goal? Uh, I know it was the one that came before the fourth goal. We, we No, this... Uh, the, which one was the third goal? Oh, that was the free kick, wasn't it? The free kick. Oh, don't, it, it was, oh. yeah. Which is... Which is Wayne Hennessy's fault. Move on. Well, yeah, yeah. So, Damien Delaney gets out muscled by Fellaini, who then he- who heads in from two yards, completely unopposed, in the centre of the six-yard box. So, not only is he just in the centre, he's actually <laughs> in between the six-yard line and the goal line, in the centre of the goal, and he's allowed to get a completely free, unopposed header when we've got six people. Oh, by the way, Ward... I think was the second closest to that free kick. He's the only one of six players who jumps. He's the only player. Look at it. Look at it from side on. Yeah. He's the only yeah. player that jumps at a cross. Now, whether the ball is so close to the goalkeeper that everyone's expecting the keeper to come out and clatter him and they don't go for it. Well, that's A, that's unprofessional. B, that's ridiculous. And uh, To be I fair, mean, he, just... he, only, he only jumped because Wayne Hennessy screamed. Did he scream? No. I just, I just, I just cannot. I, I, I literally cannot, I cannot believe that that is singularly, singularly the, the worst of the four. And uh, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know what. Maybe their heads had gone. Maybe everything had gone. Maybe their talent had gone. I just, I just, it was t- to the point where, where it's, it's. I mean, I, 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 it's not even, that's not even training ground. That's like um, last two minutes from the end of the last game of the season, you stayed up and you got your, you got your flip-flops on. You know what I mean? I'm just, 
That's 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 what that kind of goal. You're five nil up, you're safe, and you let that in. That's just scandalous. And again, completely Hennessy's fault. You know, why? All all I wanted is I just want to see a player, a forward, laying on the floor, an opposition forward laying on the floor, and and Hennessy's trying to pick him up, going, "Sorry about that, mate. So I didn't mean to punch you in the face." I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to touch you. You know, it's it's never going to happen. You know, it's just I, I'm, ridiculous. I, 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 I mean, there's not too much I can add to that because you, you've 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 got most of it there. But I, what I wanted to really, I think this is the the um, where the picture comes from with Wayne Hennessy with his eyes shut looking it away. Is. What what? <laughs> what? It is. It is. That's exactly you, where it comes from. You you. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> um, listen, I know a, a picture is taken in in, a, in, a, in an instant, right? So he could be blinking, arguably, I guess. But you know, come on, it's he, he's, he's, just lack of bottle. That's lack of bravery. You've got to do everything that you can possibly do to stop that ball. This is a, you know, Roy Hodgson talked about it post-match, right? He said, got in at half-time, they said, look, whatever happens, we're going to really try really, really hard to keep clean sheet in this second half, get some confidence going and, and just try and get the ball moving around, right? Minute into the half, that happens. You know, you you are, that is a letdown, right? It's not, there are other players who are at fault, but only in the sense that they're probably expecting the man in goal to just do something with that. It's been hit hard, but for God's sake, it's embarrassing. I laughed when that goal went in, and, and, I, and I'm pretty sure every, every other fan laughed as well. You know, it's, it was just a shocker. It really laugh. was. It's a laugh or cry, isn't it? When it really is. Conceding goals like that. Like. The thing is, and I was, I was going to save this point for after the fourth goal, but I don't really need to talk about the fourth goal, to be honest. All four of those goals... You know, none of them are contenders for goal of the week. None of them are, you know, let alone goal of the month, goal of the season. They're all really, they're all really soft, poor goals to to give away. And there's only there's only one player, you know, one player, one member of the team that has to do their job maybe twenty percent better in that moment. And and a lot of those goals wouldn't wouldn't concede. And I know it's all ifs and buts, but. If, if that happened and people did their jobs and we didn't concede those goals, we're looking good for a point against a, you know a team that's flying. So it's just it's just really galling. It's not like we got you know the goals against City where you know several of those are you know quality goals and you sort of have to hold your hands up and think, oh yeah, we got outclassed by you know a really quality team today. And I'm not saying Man United aren't because obviously they are, but all in isolation, the goals we can see, as Gel said, they're schoolboy and just well, the, the, I, the, the slightest tweak on those. Yeah, cool. Talk about the fault. So Walt gets done by Marshall, right? He squares it for Lingard, who's coming into the to the near post, who misses it. Delaney goes with Lingard. Who's who's behind him? Nobody apart from standing in the centre of on the line, six yards out, Lukaku. Nearest player to him, not even on the penalty spot. Nearest one part for out for that, about twenty paces away. I mean, he's just—he literally is standing six yards out, like a training game. With like no, like like quite literally nobody there to even try and break his leg after he's tapped the ball in. I mean, I'm just, 
it just, it just, you know what this looks like? This looks, this looks like a side that's that's completely and utterly defeated. Completely. I mean. By the time you get to the fourth goal, it's proper heads down, isn't it? I think, I think after two minutes. I think after two. Well, yeah, and there's that as well. But you know, four, you're three 0 down at Old Trafford against the team that's absolutely flying and only conceded something like what couple of goals this season and yeah, and, and, and then we, and then we've got a champ, another Champions League game next year no, next week just on the fern goal just quickly going back to Hennessy is, uh, the guy that heading it in our net is like two yards off his off the goal line how is our goalie just not clean, coming in at least punching it and cleaning him out like Hennessy just I, I can't Ever recall Hennessy coming and claiming a ball in, in amongst a group of players, or ever, us ever getting a free kick because he's come out into a group of players and it's just so scared to come off his line. Whether he's scared to that he, he'll get blamed if he drops the ball, can't catch the ball, or he's just scared of the contact. Like these goalies, like you said, Schmeichel earlier will come, and if. There'll be a big, loud shout at keepers. If you don't get out of the way, whether you're the attacker or whether you're his centre-half, you're going to get a couple of knees in your kidneys as he comes out the top of you and just cleans you out. But Hennessy just never will do that. Never do that. And just on that third goal, just it's relative to the goal because Smalley didn't get anywhere near it. But if you watch it back for gel for punching, pointing, punching, marking Smalley on the penalty box, Smalley just runs around the back post, punching just looks at him and points to absolutely nobody. Watch that back, Joe. <laughs> Don't I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't because what's it's the just, point? <laughs> I mean, I just like I said, the training ground goals, like quite literally training ground goals. Um, and the worst thing is, we had like, you know, we had a couple of thousand fans go up there, paid a lot of money for that. You know, I've got a load of mates that went up there. You know, they could have gone to work. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just and look, they and they and they our club proud you know they gave so much more than, than a lot of the players out there wearing the shirt did you know the supporters and that's why it's such a horrible time to be a Palace fan right now but you know I I, know, I, I wasn't able to get up there myself but uh, I know what it's like you know in, when, when you're in terrible form and you're going to these away grounds you really do kind of pull together and just sort of enjoy your day anyway and I think a lot of people would have would have had a, a fun day out other than the game, but it, it's just it's horrifying to watch what's happening. But you know we, we've we've talked about all the things that have gone wrong with these individual goals and what what they're a symptom of as well. And I suppose the next place to go is to talk about what uh, a little bit more about what Roy said at the end of the game. So he called described um, Palace as, as a boxer fighting in a higher class. He said that the team is wounded. You know, with and there's six first team players out, um, but he's you know he made the point of trying to praise the character and said that he feels that progress is being made, but we're being tested against the best in the league at the moment. And you can't you can't argue with the fact that yes, these are the, the kind of the worst games to to be in this situation with. You can't argue with that. But I think saying that progress is being made is very hard for people to to understand that if that's the case. Um, when you when you're losing these games so heavily, and I think perhaps the most frustrating part, you know, all the stuff we've mentioned previously aside, was when the moments where we did get in down the wings or something like that, uh, and that was highlighted on on match of the day where there's there was nobody in the box, 
you know, Sacco had pulled wide, looking to put a cross in, looks up, five players edge of the area, something like that, and just no one in there thinking, you know what, I'm going to score a goal. I'm going to be the one who's going to get us a goal at Old Trafford, something like that. And that shows you it, we are shot to pieces in terms of confidence. And we need something, we need a bit of luck to go away before that's going to change. All that hard work on the training ground counts for nothing when you're defending the way we are and making mistakes the way we are and, and allowing the heads to drop the way we are. So it's really tough to, to take right now. Albert. Now, I know no one likes and I told you so. But <laughs> right. a few weeks ago on Twitter, I said, if we didn't even turn up for either of the Manchester away games, we'd only have lost them 6-0 on aggregate. So, you know, i just like to, let's hear it for me, you know. We could have shaved off at least three goals of our goal difference if you had, had we not even turned up, and that's how <laughs> depressing it is. Yeah, that, that is proper depressing. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, so let's go a little bit to um, some of the comments that Shearer made as well. He talked about uh, players being scared of their own shadow, and some that aren't putting in the effort in, in the effort in. And I um I can't even speak now. Putting the effort in. There we go. Um, I, I sort of look back at some of the some of the highlights. I watched the full game, but looking back at some of the highlights, you picked out a fair few of them. There was one I wanted to add to it, which was Patrick Van Arnholt. Um he, he lost the ball in a, in a passing move. He actually ended up with Lukaku having a very good chance, which he put wide to the sort of left of the goal. But he lost the ball, and and he again he just waved his arms around, complaining at his teammates. Rather than try, the game's still going on, you know. And this is where I start to sort of join the the band of people who are convinced there's something really, really wrong, you know. And it's not just a a, a terrible run. It's something. No goals and no points. And you think club. And you think there's something really, really wrong. <laughs> I want to try and contextualise that. I'm not talking about <laughs> the obvious. <laughs> being wrong because we know that's wrong we know we're quite currently absolutely rubbish but I'm thinking I'm talking in terms of you know everything everything at the club um, you know I'm talking about behind the scenes I'm talking about you know off pitch stuff and you know, all that kind of business um, I, you know I, I am very very worried and you know not to the point where I'll be joining Shane and saying parish out um, but look, and I, and I do look. I do it again just to, just to give that a little bit more time. We will, I'm sure, at some point in the very near future, we will have um, a phone-in show. It doesn't really sit well in the middle of a review of a match to stop talking about the review of a match and start debating something that none of us are in the process of debating. If you know what I mean. So you know, again, it's as you could tell from my response, it's not something I agree with. But I will defend your right to have that opinion, and that's it. Goes for anyone who wants to. Um, wants to get involved so maybe we'll uh we'll talk during the week uh, amongst ourselves and look to scheduling some kind of a phone-in show uh, where you guys can all get on air and debate with us and debate with each other about um you know what we do what the future is for palace and, and how we get on there if that's something that you all want to do um so just before we go go on joe well well you're saying that uh booted eagle in the chat you said that the real worry is if the players start to turn on each other I mean, that's not, you know, I mean, they, they just look discombobulated anyway. I mean, it, I, I've, I've never seen, I can't remember seeing a team that, that just doesn't look like, doesn't know what it wants to do. I, I just, I, I'm very, very, I, I'm confused about 
about what's going. You know, you, you no one, no one, no one has 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 come out and said, you know, and we need to. If anyone's going to come out and try and put things right, you know, it's only it's only Delaney. You know, he's he's the one coming out and saying the right things. No one else is. You know, and he's and, he, and he's the one that's getting you know taking loads of flack. I mean, I, I, I thought he had a I thought he had a pretty decent game yesterday, to be honest with you. You know, um, but I just, I mean, I mean, if we lose against Chelsea, I mean, usually we're guaranteed sort of six to nine points every season with Liverpool and Chelsea. I mean, we've already been yeah. done by but done by Liverpool, weren't we? The first time we've lost up there for three years. I mean, that was a yeah. scandal to lose up there. I, was, you know, I thought we were definitely going to win <laughs> well, now. Joe, you've set, got... me, you've set me up quite nicely for, for, for what I need to run into before we, we're just gonna, we've, got to our, we've got our lovely regular feature. Remember Hamblings Ramblings? It's brilliant, isn't it? Great so the topic, jingle. So it's great. It's a lovely jingle. <laughs> so the topic this week is, is very similar to that. It's talking about, you talk about whether we're going to lose against Chelsea or not. I think, again, most people would already have said that that's a game we're not going to get anything from. So on that kind of thought, and I have lost confidence in this one, here we go. It's Hamblings Ramblings. Hamblings Something's really wound him up He's using lots of nutty words Like bloody cripes and for Pete's sake It's going to get quite heated The air is turning blue The refs are cut, the players are And guess what, so are you He'll whine about the tactics The substitutes and such But please don't get him started On Jordan much Hello and welcome to another Hamblings Ramblings. And um, this, this week, well, I'm going to go for a, a kind of a reaction piece because, I mean, let's face it, you know, as a support group of supporters, we're going to be unhappy with how things are at the moment. We're, we're the worst team in the league right now. Um, Europe. Anything that can go wrong. In Europe, thanks, Joe. Anything that's <laughs> Hamblings Ramblings, not Joe's Ramblings. That'll be it. That's, that's how it But, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough to take. But, what I want to kind of draw attention to is is the reaction after every game and the comments that are coming back and you know yeah I'm sick of the, the media taking a piss and all that kind of stuff but you've just got to put up with it you know in the situation that we're in but the problem I have is with the supporters who you know let's face it they they say that they were expecting to lose yet they behave as if they were expecting to win you know the kind of uh, bile directed at board and, and management the kind of character assassination of everyone who says anything positive you know the, the people who are just saying perhaps why don't we just wait we knew this was going to be bad we knew we were looking at probably once Hodgson came in we're probably looking at eight games without a win certainly potentially eight games without a goal and it's very much looking like that things aren't going to change overnight there's a lot wrong there's a hell of a lot wrong so why why after losing? So I mean, let's take the Man City game, right? Man City beat Liverpool five 0 Watford six 0 We we lost three 0 to Huddersfield. How do you think we're going to suddenly turn up and not lose five 0 to to Man City? We played the two best teams in the league. Man United turned up, didn't even have to try to beat this four. We were lucky to get away with that. When you actually look at some of the chances, and honestly though, can you really? Why behaving as if it's a surprise to you? You know we're going to lose these games. You know we're going to go into Chelsea game after the international break and the chances are they're going to be way, way, way too good for us. So just deal with it. Get on with it. Support the team. Do you hear those fans at Old Trafford singing their hearts out, out singing the Man United supporters? Just just 
because they were there to support their team. Half of the team were absolutely rubbish, but they still would have clapped them off. So let's let's get behind our team instead of analysing. Well, you know, I'm about to analyse the game myself, but instead of analysing the game, in, you know, in intense detail, pointing out all the things that were wrong, we know we're going to lose. We know we're a rubbish team. So why don't we just get behind the boys, move on, support Roy, and let's see if we don't turn this around. Sampling's gone all ranty, something's really wound him up He's using lots of nutty words, like bloody cripes and for Pete's sake It's going to get quite heated, the air is turning blue The refs have cut, the players are, and guess what, so are you He'll whine about the tactics, the substitutes and such But please don't get him started on Jordan much Hi guys, it's Terence from the preview show here. Um, you know, there's often people say about whether the review show's better or the preview show's better, and um, I think up until this week it's been pretty even kill. That was until last week when Alex Ponge, Alex Penge West, started saying on the review show that Wayne Hennessy should be captain of Crystal Palace Football Club. Now, immediately, Samantha Booker never put Alex Penge on the preview podcast again because I'm not having that and Hambo you see what happens when you leave the show all that rabble what you just you need to whip them into shape mate because if that's the sort of nonsense they're talking about when you're not on there oh whole radio's going to hell anyway I'm here to remind you that from Wednesday night at 10 p.m the preview for the Chelsea game will be available from all good podcast outlets there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Uh, I am here. <laughs> That's bad. Oh dear. So uh, I was just stunned at the um, the reminder of Mister Alex Penge saying Hennessy for captain. Uh, hashtag sack Alex. I think. Yeah. Um, so um, I did lose confidence in what I said, and then my 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 jing- the jingle played, and I believed in myself again. Ed, I think you wanted to comment straight away. Did you? Uh, if you were the last person to write me i just don't know when it was oh, it was a little while ago now um uh, i was only just gonna say like yesterday and you touched on it in your your ramblings yeah we were expect no one was really expecting much from these the two trips to manchester and it's not so much what's worried or frustrated me it's not so much going up there and losing four nil because they've been superb at the start of this season and they've been smashing teams most weeks but it's just the sort of way we've conceded the goals and lost 4-0. Like, two, yeah, or three of the, 
two or three of the goals, I would be raging at my Sunday league team if we conceded them. Yeah, it'd be and, a lot easier to take him. He didn't look so amateurish and so, you know, just too easy for the opposition, really. And a, a bit but, worrying. There's a few players in there that sort of look like they're either coasting through games or hiding and hoping someone else will do it rather than taking a bit of responsibility and picking that man up or going and winning that ball or winning that header. So it, just the sort of manner of losing and the goals we conceded is what's frustrating. I can take if we if we go up there and they've, they're world-class players, play scintillating football and cut us open and they score goals, you can sort of handle that because we know we haven't got the greatest squad that hasn't been strengthened where it needed to be. You can sort of swallow that a bit, but probably all the goals, at least three of the goals, are very poor to concede and you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot if you go up there and defend like that and concede those sort of goals. Yeah, of, co- of course. And look, I, I, we've, we've had a very... It's been a very depressing... It's been a depressing weeks, weeks and weeks. But um, I do want to kind of address something um, off the off the back of what I said there. I mean, I don't. Again, these those things are done off the cuff, and it, you know, it's sometimes difficult to get across what I was was saying. And and what I'm really trying to say is, you know, when when Roy Hodgson was appointed, he, he made a he made it really clear that that the first few weeks won't define our season. You know, and and the more we see this, obviously again the media media are loving it at the moment. You know, the whole no goals, no points, all the sort of memes that are coming out, and you know, admittedly some of them are pretty funny. But we we you know we're having the piss taken out of us, and it doesn't feel good. But we have got to keep our heads a little bit because you know the the, the best parts of our team aren't playing right now, and 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 in particular that goes to Wilfred Zaha, who to be quite honest over the you know over our recent history has lifted us as a club beyond the, the, the level we were actually at you know I think without him we we probably never get promoted without him you know we, we did well to stay in the in the league with season without him and and certainly when we got him back you know he's really he really helped us um, you know look a better side and where we've gone to the top clubs and beaten them you know it's always really been because either Wilf has had a blinder or he's taken two or three of their defenders' attention and, and the rest of the team get a bit more space to play in. So when when you're missing certainly your, your better players, it's a really big ask. But whilst I, I totally agree that you look at the squad and you just think we have to have done more to, to replace players that are weakening, replace players that have left, replace players that should have left, that kind of stuff. You know, it, it it is a threadbare squad, and you you know, and that the buck does stop with with the people at the top of the club, the men, the men in charge. It really does. But I'm I don't think anyone should be giving up hope. As much as that sounds a ridiculous thing to say when you're looking at the league table right now, and you're looking at the results we're having, I think if you if you what's trying to get to in that in in that Hamblings Ramblings was once Chelsea's out of the way. Let's just let's just get to that, right? Let's just get to that. Whatever happens will happen. Off the back of that, that will define our season, you know. And I'm go- I'm going up to Newcastle myself. Really looking forward to it because it's always a good night out and all that kind of stuff as well. But I think for me, that's almost season starts there, and we've given ourselves a huge mountain to climb. But that doesn't mean we can't do it because we've done things just as difficult, if not more difficult, in the past to get where we are today. So. That's my kind of message of positivity. Guys, anything you want to add before we go? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I think yeah. people need to. Yeah, I think yeah. people need to sort of. I don't know. You know, I've I, for the last this this season, I've I've started sharing my season ticket, so I I haven't really been able to go a lot um, due to work commitments. You know, there's a lot of pressure in Hollywood, guys. So, you know, you probably don't appreciate that, but we have to get these films made. And I, I, I first game of the season. I was there obviously for the Huddersfield game and that was awful. I couldn't make couldn't make the Swansea game due to work, so I let the guy Jim who I share my season ticket with. The same thing happened at Southampton, couldn't couldn't make that game due to work commitment, so I had to give that away. You know, and now it looked it looked like the next game I was gonna see was, was Chelsea. So, you know, really up for going. You know, you know, you pay all this money and you wanna go and actually support the team and taking that atmosphere and try and do your bit and um i then got an email this week saying we're, we're working on the on the 14th and it was like oh thank fuck for that now don't have to go and jim's going so you know cheer for me please yeah yeah there we go gels can i have jim's Gels. ticket <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, yeah, um, we, me and Jim, we're arguing now about who who ends up going. You know, so. <laughs> I don't want it. It's your no, turn. No, have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to sit there. for it last time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like you say, you just we need to just grin and bear it. That's all. That's all there is to it. Um. Hopefully, someone will come in soon see what's going on see who's you know it's been said tonight i've said it ages ago and then even though steve Parrish refuted it and said there are no players that aren't trying um i like him coming on our show but i think he got that wrong i mean they're i think there's two or three that that don't look like they're trying i'm afraid um so it definitely looked like that yesterday <laughs> um and they can act, they can act to work you know when they get in there in their Rolls Royce and they drive away from the car park, you know, uh, and w- when they get off the coach and they've got their earphones on, uh, I just, uh, you know, it is it, it, slowly, Palace is slowly divorcing some of its fans. I can tell you now, yeah. I, I know social media is hysterical, but, you know, um, there are a lot of people that, that, that are, you know, I mean, I, I, I've, I know that Albert said he's got work. I think he's lying. I just don't think he wants to go. So he's forcing Jim. Forcing Jim to go. Crossing. You know, you're, you're right, Joe. And you know, and, and uh, as you say, yes, uh, social media, Twitter in particular, is pretty hysterical. But in amongst there are fans, people who have been going for you know 30, 40 years or whatever. People that care, mate. <clears throat> Please. Yeah, who really do care, and they're hurting at the moment, and that's to me that's the real shame of it. And you know, you know, we are obviously all of us on this show are too. We're all dedicated enough supporters of Palace to to be doing this for free in our own time. You know, so you know, you can you can bet your life that we're um, whilst we're trying to cover all ranges of opinions and trying to ensure that we, you know, rough with the smooth and all that kind of stuff. You know, we do have to have balance to just kind of give everyone something you know we're we're all sick of losing we're we, you know, we can't we can't do it anymore really it's it's i'll tell you it's been a slog doing this show if there's one thing that's worse than losing is talking about losing for an extended <laughs> yeah, period of time that. every week imagine imagine if you had to do that <laughs> but there we go hopefully things have been the upturn soon ed last little bit for you and then we're off yeah i think i mean we knew this little 
run of games we weren't expecting a great deal and Hodgson said our season will start after that it's then goes Newcastle West Ham Spurs Stoke and then obviously the big one at Brighton as bad as <sighs> it's as bad, oh, no, imagine. <laughs> as bad as it's been though we are five points from safety we've lost the opening seven and we're still I would, if you'd have said you're going to lose the opening seven games how far adrift do you think you're going to be I'd have thought we'd would be further. We've been done a favour by a lot of teams down there. Also losing. There's not. We're not so far cut adrift that we can't. With a Wilf coming back after the international break and that run that's a little bit kinder than the one we've just had. There's no reason. A couple of wins changes the look of the table quite quickly, and then we're going approaching the Christmas time, the January window. We can add a few players and hopefully by then Hodgson's sort of got into the players how he wants to play. Don't forget when Allardyce came in it took quite a few games for them to sort of click and get it with him. So it's not sort of over yet and it's not as bad as it seems at the moment. It's not too much. Don't be no. too doom and gloom and certainly bitching on Twitter at all the players and blaming Parrish for everything and it's not going to help us get out of the shit that we're in. So everyone just needs to get down there and support the team rather than... I mean, Parrish, yeah, Parrish isn't... Yeah. <laughs> Parrish isn't... Um, Stood in the eighteen yard box, not tracking his runner and letting someone tap it in at the back post, is he? That's people that he's paying a lot of money to do it. So, yeah, that's a really good point. And and again, you kind of um, reminded me of another quick point, which is, you know, we could it could be worse for us in some senses. We could have spent the money that Everton spent and be be doing what they're doing because they've had an absolute shocker of a season as well. And it just goes to show you that even throwing the money about sometimes doesn't doesn't really do it. But um, you know, there's, there are no guarantees in football and there's no guarantees that this wouldn't be the season that would be a struggle for us anyway. But um, look, here's hoping we can get out of this. And, um, you know, I still I still believe that we can as much as that might make me a fool. And uh, hopefully that will start with a decent performance against Chelsea after the international break and then us kicking on and moving up the table after that. So there we go. Thanks to everyone for listening. Um, we'll announce... Um, when we're going to do that call-in show because I think that will be a good idea. There seems to be some desire to do that. Um, obviously, today being the review show that we do every week, wasn't really in a position to do that. But I think that would be pretty good if we can. Uh, so we'll be in touch with any of you who do want to do want to call in. You don't have to leave until the day. Get in touch with us. Go to holradio.net forward slash contact. If you look at the uh, fill in the contact form on there to send us an email, tell us uh, your that you want to come on the show and have a have a debate tell us the subject and uh, give us your number and we'll get back to you and schedule you schedule you in when we book the show uh, in the near future should be good anyway cheers to gel oh gel you wanted to say something else just very quickly this is i want you to feel sorry for me my daughter married got married two weeks ago to a man united fan oh, a vociferous man. man united fan who at the top table during his speech presented her with a Man United shirt which she launched over her shoulder see when you're Palace you're always Palace exactly but he he hasn't taken the piss out of me this weekend I don't know whether it's pity or he's just because he's a nice guy (laughs) but thanks well (laughs) (laughs) well thanks Joe Um, thank you also to Albert and to Ed and to Mikey for producing um I wouldn't say it's been a pleasure this week, but it's been a show. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah, fuck you very much. See you the chill to you. <laughs> yeah, cheers, guys. See you later.
into the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.